estás en el estudio con Dre, Big H y Triple C. Gente, póngase a escuchar el Silverback Podcast. Me das en paca, ¿oíste? Silverback Chronicles Podcast. Silverbacks. Yo. We back. Pow, pow. People, world, what's up? Yeah, it's your boys, you back. There's a lot of that going on right now. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. All it, over the country. It don't stop. Relax. Out of control. Oh. It's supposed to be cuffing season. What? Sure, what have happened to that? The Sweeties Day coming, man. What have happened to cuffing season? Nobody's cuffing anymore. It's be the perfect time. What happened it's to happen to be a gentleman and? You know what I'm saying? Getting some food, going back to the house, relaxing. Hey, yo, remember back in the day, baby, it's cold outside. Right. Whatever happened to staying home and, you know what I'm saying? Let's getting, cuddle. Getting under the blanket, a little right. eggnog let's or whatever play, they drink. Let's play footsies. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I drink tequila. So. A, li- a, a little besito here and there, you yeah, know? Yeah, a little, a little you know? I love you. I, what's up? What's up? I know the new thing, you love me? Yeah, yeah, you already you. know, it's, right? What's up? It's them mother effers is out there banging them hammers, right? Yeah. Start, put the hammers down. Yeah, yo, put the guns down. Put the put the boxing gloves on. That's the problem. A lot of them don't know how to fight. They ain't doing that. Put the guns down. Pick a book up. How about that? Early. Put the guns down. Work on your credit score. Ooh, Ooh. 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 that's some real grown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, they used to ask me, yo, how you got that car? I say, yo, I'm Dominican with. My credit score is above 720. Holla. Holla. I say, yeah, I'm a unicorn, fam. Yeah. I ain't go to the dealership with drug money. Yeah. Holla. Actually, they they delivered the car to me. Why not? What's up? I don't feel like getting out of my bed. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the gate is open. Just drop it off right Make sure it's washed, too. (laughs) Right. Make sure you got a nice bow on that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And some plastics on that, on that, on that, what's the mat? The mat. Yeah. Floor mat. Floor mat. Right. Floor mat. Boom. You know what I'm saying? I know sometimes. Because I want to walk inside there with, with my flip flops on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. House slippers, house jacket. You know? After Don't you even... get your toes done? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And you can't don't even think about eating Chick-fil-A in my joint. You better not. <laughs> Word. I know them fries are good, but you're gonna wait. Absolutely. listen. Until we get home. Put your inside voice on before you find your ass outside, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what's good, yo? I'm chilling. Um, ladies and gentlemen, your boys, we back. So back Chronicles Podcast, your boy Big A. Check out my brother Dre. Hola. I got my brother Triple C. Maintaining chilling. And we, and we got a special phenomenal guest right now. <laughs> we got rank in the building. We got rank in the building again. Ooh. Our sister. But we'll get into that moment. Yeah, she gets it in. You already know how we do. Stop box USA. Don't forget. Discount code, all caps, Silverback Podcast, get the 20% off. 
All caps Silverback Podcast It's perfect They come in different colors For your SBRs Your short rifles Your shotguns Your pistols Their safety mechanism is, is amazing For your Glocks yes. And all that good stuff But you know They look out for your boys So we look out for you 20% off on us Holla at your boys um, Give a shout out to my brother Albino And uh, first choice What is it? Improvement <laughs> First choice of improvement That's it Everything or, but a roof Everything but a everything. roof One thing he won't do Is anything electrical Anything gas And anything That go on top of that roof He's not going up there Amen. So fall back But uh, that's my boy Appreciate you uh, Dre, what else you got? I want to shout out the Quantum of History. If you're a James Bond fan, check out that podcast. My man. And I'm going to shout out my my homegirl, WH Farms, Nicole McNair. And that's it. That's it. And I'm going to give a shout out to the world. Yeah, why not? What's up? If you listening to this, you made it. You made it. You a veteran. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been crazy, man. Listen, just keep continue to work hard. Create a vision, goals for yourself. Have expectations for yourself, because sometimes you got to teach people how to treat you, mm. and that's in every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm bougie, but I love it because I work hard. Amen. I had a little bougie moment. <coughs> I went to work uh, detail in the Eastern. You know me. Oh, they gave me the car keys. I I looked at the key fob and I'm like, it's not gonna work. I'm like, come on. It's probably taped together. <laughs> It practically was and the, one of those probably one of the gorilla glue on that bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the supervisors. The first, the first set of keys I grabbed. A new supervisor. You could, I could tell he was new. He's a nice guy. He's like, hey man, that car don't got no heat. You need. And it was the other day when it was like snowing. Mm-hmm. It was like he's like, take that car, man. I was like, appreciate it you. The main thing I said I don't care I'll deal with I don't know he But does it have I need my music Yeah He was like yeah 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 I said, Boom I went in there It was fairly clean Smelled like a little cigar Okay I You, you was in good company I wasn't mad about that Right But then I went to work There you go So shout yeah, out to the Eastern District Absolutely Oh it was actually uh, Lieutenant J's uh, shift Shout out to him Lieutenant J That's what's yeah. up it, That was his shift That's yeah, he, right Yeah he took care of me He took care of me Listen Word. to previous episodes Where oh, yeah, y'all know some, why Dre Drop some bull Yeah, yeah. LTJ's on um, episode 56 by the yeah. way yeah. And um, I did want to give a shout out to uh, I just called a brain fart Oh no Okay JB. This is episode 58 so cincuenta y ocho. Oh, you playing episode fifty eight? Oh, Holla, street still going. Who, who, who we got today? Listen, I got. We have today. We got to bring out the red carpet for this woman, our sister, fellow sister. She's a beast. Comes from a long line of blue in the family. Yeah, she grew up like two years old. They talking about. Police work at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> work. She's learning. She's learning at a young age. Like yeah. solving crimes at five. Right. Exactly. Had her first pair of handcuffs when she was three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's like, fuck a Barbie. That's why I want some What's cuff good? keys. Now fuck <laughs> like, fuck a Barbie. Let me get an eight point and some boots. What's up? <laughs> Ran down her first criminal. <laughs> what What's up? Ran the first criminal that stole her pencil Word. at fifteen. Right. But um, now, nah, ladies and gentlemen, the South Sister in Blue, she's awesome. Born and raised from the hood. Let's keep it 100. You heard? <laughs> but uh, 
Miss Classing is here. Little, M Classing. What's up, baby? Little M Classing. Little M Classing here. Little M Classing. Just like the Benz. M Classing. So, M Class, what's up, baby? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. No, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. So, listen, tell the world where you from, born and raised. Grew up here in Baltimore. Oof. All right. A little bit, a little bit of Highland Town. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, moved to Pennsylvania for a little bit. In 17, moved back down here okay. and worked for the military for a little while oh. until I was about 20, 20 and a half. I joined the department and I've been here since. 20 and a half. Huh? 20 and a half. I remember meeting you when you first came on. You remember that? It was Preakness. Remember it was raining? I was no, I was probably like a trainee. I think yeah, I was, was a, a trainee. trainee. Yeah, no. I was miserable, wet. I was I was with a uh, sergeant uh, Moore, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Shout out to okay. him. That's our guy. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. And we were in Preakness, just drenched. You don't remember? It was like raining. It was muddy everywhere. No, I was probably miserable because they made us walk over there. They didn't even bust us over there. We had to walk from the academy all the way over. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Preakness. Yeah, but I remember yeah. you, you hung out with us like on that side. And that's when I first met you. Yeah. It was a good time. Nothing seven, happened. Seven years ago. Yeah, it was, that's yeah, a while ago. Long time seven ago. years ago. So how was your life like born and raised in Baltimore? How, how was that? It was good. I mean, you know, I grew up obviously in a police family. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's on the job? So my mother was retired. She Well, she is retired now. She did eight years. Um, and then, but for the most the majority of those eight years, she was like detailed downtown because um, she actually got jumped. She went to a fake call. Are she was serious? ambushed. Wow. Yeah. What? And then, um, so she's partially paralyzed to this day. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. Holy she's, wow. she's, a, she's a trooper. She's a, she's a fiery, angry redhead. Shout out to Kathleen. But, um. <laughs> Shout out to Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen. But, um, so she, she's retired. And then, um, my dad, he just retired last October. He did 33. Six years. Thirty six years. Thirty six years. Majority of it all in the southeast. Well, he got on the on the job when he was like twelve. Right. Yeah, I think he started when he was eighteen. Honestly, like back then, like you could. I don't. I'm, I want to say like he started at eighteen. God bless him. Um, he went everywhere from Vice to you know, and then he just rode out his time in the southeast. Um, both my uncles, my dad's brothers, they were both here. One was in DEA, and then um, like still with the city, and then the other was in the eastern, where I started. So it's kind of like a f- cool family thing. I got to start where my uncle started, and then I'm ending. Well, not ending, but you know, now I'm positioned where my dad ended. That's so, dope. And my mom. Wow. Yep. And currently, my cousin's in the same district. He's on midnights. Um. Goddamn. Yep. And his dad just retired. Well, my other cousin, he just retired from WATF. Yeah, you guys so. are like embedded. It is. It's a big thing. They actually did like an article on us when I first came. So what's it? Five of y'all. Oh, mom, dad, two uncles, cousins, six. Wow, six. I'm an to get a TV show. What? <laughs> We're the real blue blood. Right. Right. Yeah, like, We're the real like, blue blood. Right. How was it like Thanksgiving? Y'all talk about cops and stuff. It, and that's the crazy thing is, it's like always been police, and it's never been like, oh, become a cop, become a cop. Because I was always told, don't become a cop. But it's like, that's all. You know, it was really cool seeing my uncle in DEA and Haida and seeing all like. Thanksgiving dinner, his, you know, as we're all sitting there, you know, everybody's drinking, having a good time. He has his computer open and, you know, he's tracking somebody in like Florida, you know, like that was something. That's what made me want to be a cop. Mm. I never wanted to be patrol. I wanted to do what he was doing. Like that was the coolest thing. Just, you know, and then he'd get a phone call and start speaking Spanish to somebody like, like, you know, it would be the coolest thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of like 
my wanting to go in, you know, because I never dope. really wanted to be a cop for the longest time. What did you want to do? I didn't know. That's why I didn't go to school. I didn't want to do anything really for them. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, growing up, all three of me and my sisters, we play lacrosse. My dad was our coach. My sister. That was nice. Yeah, my sister actually. Um, me and my sister actually still hold the records for our high school. What? Oh, yeah, up dope. in PA. It's pretty cool. Um, but you know, they went. They went on to the medical field. Both my sisters. Nice. Um, which they're still doing. They're thriving. It's awesome. Um, then I went to, I was contracted with the military for a little while and I was like, you know, money's good. That was never an issue, but this isn't what I want to do for the, it's not a career. Right. And so I went and I actually took the county test and I failed the sit-ups. <laughs> what? Were you in shape? No, I just had surgery. I had just had surgery. Oh. I had stitches in my stomach. Oh, okay. And so then I failed them and my dad was like, do not come city. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, I won't. And behind his back, I went and I took the city exam and I passed. And then I ended up getting hired. They still never knew. I kept it a secret from my family because they were like, do not come city. And then um, I just walked into the southeast. Cause, you know, I grew up in the southeast, you know, with my dad being there. There would be days where my mom would, you know, go do something and my dad would be working. And he worked RMS. So, you know, they get there like five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. He'd pull out his cot in the in the back, back by your office, pull out the cot. And we would just sleep all day. In back in the arm, me so and my sisters. you grew up in the district. Mm-hmm. I was That's like, crazy. yeah, like the, our wagon man. Like he he was like he makes jokes like, I used to see you when you were this tall, and mm. now you're my sergeant. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Does that blow your mind? Like now you're somebody's supervisor. It, it's weird to me being a young supervisor. Yeah, because it, it is. It's like I try to put myself in their shoes sometimes. Like. It's hard for me to have a trainee come in, and to me, like, some of the trainees, like, when they come in, they're kind of already, when I was a trainee, I was scared, you know, when I came to it, when I, but that's what the academy, they they put that kind of military mindset in me, you know, you don't speak unless you're spoken to, and, you know, you just, you roll with it, and you, you, you gradually earn what, you you know, what you get, and then, like some of them now, so like it's like when I come in, I'm like, damn, I'm a John sequence telling like this Frank what to do, you know? And it's like, yeah. it, it's it, it kind of blows my mind sometimes because Shit. you must have been scared in the classroom because you wasn't you wasn't scared on them streets. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but was it more of you being scared because like you had a lot to live up to because you're like you know what I mean like that's a I mean. It's. I'm actually the first person in my family to make rank. Right. Yeah, I'm the first oh. person in my family to make rank. None of them really had the desire to ever move up. Mm. Um, and for the longest time, neither did I. Mm. I really didn't. Um, I think you kind of see the way a department's heading. You know, being you know plastered all over the news and stuff, and then you just come across. You know, just in seven. You know, I'll say six, six years. You come across some supervisors that you see or you have, you know, unfortunately treat you a certain type of way, and you're like, you know what, I'm becoming a supervisor the first chance I can get, so I'm not that person, mm. you know? And so that's what made me want to get promoted. I never wanted to be, like, in charge of people. Mm. I wanted to lead. So how do you treat your guys? How do you treat um, your, your, your it's, it's guys really, and girls? It's, I mean, to me it's awesome because I've, like, and I'm just now realizing, I we were talking about today, I only have 10 months on as a sergeant. Um, this month, but it's really cool because at the end of the day, you know, with this new workday stuff, you know, you, you can't clock out right away. I find everybody like congregating in my office hanging and out I'm like, you. yeah, at the end of the day, instead of hanging out in the like other supervisor's office or, 
you know, doing other things. Like they're in my office. And like, to me, like we were talking about today, like it speaks volumes. And I'm like, this must be the hangout. They're like, yeah, it is. Like, this is it. I mean, I've known you for a while. You're very approachable. And I think that's important. Like if you're going to be in a position to lead, like you have to lead. And then, um, I had, a, I had a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, he's been friends with, like I told you, growing up, it was always police. Our friends, our family, everybody was always police. Um, and he retired out of here in Baltimore City, a major, uh, Sonny Dixon. He, he retired out, um, and he, he told me when I got promoted, your stripes are their shield, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> wow. and, that's, and that spoke volumes to me for, for a really long time, you know? I've heard that before. Yeah, your stripes are their shield. Got to protect so, your crew. At all costs, yep. you know, and it, it took one time. I had the best, we'll call him JB. Um, he was the best supervisor I've ever had in mind. So he, when I tell you he went to bat for me, not only me, but for his people, it was one of those things like I want to be that supervisor. Mm. There, If there was more of that, this would honestly be a really good place to work. People would want to stay. Our retention would, like, it would be great, right. you know, but I think for the most part, like we, there are some leadership tweaks that need to be made in order to keep people. I would, I wouldn't say it's at the, like, from my experience, I wouldn't say it's from the like sergeant or the lieutenant level, not even the majors. Cause most majors are really cool. Oh, absolutely. I would say it's out of our control. It's more downtown. Yeah. I'd say that too, but then sometimes, I guess, I think you have to be, it's not, I I think people get lost in their title, if that makes sense. I think a lot of people do. I think it's the person in that supervisor position, individually. I do too. Because they all, of course, they all serve a purpose of first line responders, being first line supervisors. But it's all in how they conduct themselves and handling situations to their subordinates, which makes the difference overall and the morale of a yeah. department. I agree. And building rapport as well. And and the way that I kind of had to sit myself down and talk, think about it, because I kind of panicked when I, they were like, all right, you know, you're 16 on the list, you're getting promoted. And I was like, you know, then it, I wasn't scared until they gave me my squad. When they gave me my squad, I was like, I've got the oldest squad in the Southeast, (laughs) you know, like they are older people who've been doing this job for longer than I've been alive almost seasoned. And so I was like, you know, how are they going to treat me as a supervisor? Like, are they going to be like, you know, and some of them I was friends with before I even got promoted. And that was also like in my head too, because I can't go in as a friend. I can, but not all the time. There comes a, you know, there comes a time where you have to separate that, and it's work. And so that was more of a hurdle for me as the becoming a new supervisor, a young supervisor, um, just trying to get over that. And then I kind of had to sit myself down and like tell myself, like, I would rather have a king sequence as my supervisor if they knew what they were talking about and they would go to bat for me. That was it. That's all I needed. Somebody to go to bat for me, somebody that was on my side no matter what. Because, you know, they always tell you, you know, if you get indicted or you go to jail, they're not going to be sitting next to you. I wanted somebody to sit next to me. And I think, you know, me as a supervisor, everybody says, oh, you know, I'll, I'll always be on your side. We'll make them know that. You know, they should go, they, your people should come to work every single day knowing that if they mess up or they fuck up, you know, 
they're not you're not gonna you have to do your job at the end of the day but you're not gonna you're sit not gonna there hang them yeah you know you're not gonna sit there and just be like yeah you fucked up good luck right. you know it's your job obviously to the best of my ability i'm gonna try to help you you know whether that's pointing you in like the right legal direction trying to get you help but you know i don't, I don't feel like you know there's supervisors who when they get off they turn their phone off you know and you can't reach them until your next shift and that's you know when you took that when you when they gave you them chevrons you you're you're a sergeant all the time mm-hmm. you're a captain all the time you're a major all the time mm-hmm. you're a lieutenant all the time that's a fact that definitely is and I work for you that's what I'm talking <laughs> about wow just got out of class today when they was talking about that, bro. They was like, "So you see if you get indicted, she gonna be there with you, bro." Bro, but they was just talking about like leadership, like when organ, like when people, when you have high turnover, it's not a bad organization; it's bad leadership. It always falls down on leadership. They said you have to be that. You said you have to be the change. It's like you you have to. You gotta have your people back. So, what did you like to do? What was your niche? In the streets before you became a supervisor. Oh, I'm, I'm drunk. It's even even now to this day, even as a supervisor, drugs and guns. Drugs and guns. Drugs and guns. Mm. <laughs> drugs and guns all day long. With the shit. Where did you develop that thirst? Because um, not everybody can do that. No, like I like I said, it started by watching my uncle do it, and I thought that was it wasn't it wasn't something that just anybody can do, in my opinion. Right. You can't just tell somebody, all right, go get some, go get some guns, go get some drugs. You have, you have some people who don't even, they just don't naturally have the eye for it. And it's there's, an art. And there's some people who ju- you just really can't teach because then you're forcing it. Right. You know, when you start forcing it, that's when you get into, you know, sticky situations. Get jammed up. And so, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I first came, when I in 2015 after the riots, I was assigned to the Eastern, and uh, I had mentioned that and that's when we had like all the plainclothes units still in district and you know they were so cool walking around with their like hoodies on and their vests i was like that's what i want to do <laughs> so i want to wear a hoodie to work and uh I, I remember i was told by the drug sergeant you know you're you're, you're not going you're not coming you're not coming it's not gonna happen it, huh? yeah they're like one you're too new and you don't know what you're talking about mm. And I'm like the type of person, you tell me I can't do something. I'm not only going to do it, but I'm going to do it 10 times better than what you thought I was never going to do it as. Mm. And so Bingo. every every single day for 58 days, which you can look in a recipe or every single day for 58 days that I worked, I got an, a, a drug lockup. Even if it was petty, I got a drug lockup every single day for 58 wow. days. Damn. And so I was like. Like you counted the days? Mm. No, I just I just said every single day I'm coming to work and I'm going to get a drug lockup. And so I was utilizing different resources like City Watch, you know, having them put be a lookout. I'd be at, like right before roll call. Um, Todd Knock, I know he was probably terrified. Like he was just over me at that point. I'm like, hey, you know, get on your camera. If you see anything, call me. And that was like 630 in the morning, 7 o'clock, everybody would be going to breakfast and I'd be calling stuff out, you know. All right, I got two stopped. <laughs> like wow. I don't need a backup. Just send me a wagon. And so, so, you know, I did that and then I eventually did get to it, you know, then they were like, all right, yeah, like, come on up. I was like, yeah. Was it the same sergeant? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But they assigned me to his squad. There was like two or three other squads, I think. They assigned me to his squad my very first day. Like I was, they gave me a, no, they gave me a date that I was supposed to start. And, you know, I was, I was working to get there. Like I was working my ass off to get there. And... The day they gave me the day I was supposed to start. It wasn't like the same day I was starting. They're like, you know, Friday you're starting. That day I went home and I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, 
God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now they're going to kick, me. you know, I was new. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to kick me out because I'm pregnant. You know, no, they're not going to keep a pregnant girl up there because I didn't think the policy would allow it. Mm. So I went to my major at that point and I was like, you know, what's, what's the policy on being pregnant? Like, do I have to go out? Cause I'm willing to work. And they were like, he was like, no, you can work. And I was like, all right, I'm working. And so right. I started, um, I worked in drugs all the way up until I was 18 weeks pregnant, like literally full blown foot chases in the heart of the Eastern 18 weeks pregnant. Getting them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, wow. Just pregnant just because I didn't. But then that going back to it, the same sergeant who told me, you know, you're not coming up. The very first day, he looked at me and he was just like, just know you were assigned to me. I didn't pick you. Mm. And so I was like. No doubt. Yep. I was like, all right. So now I got to prove to him, like, right, what right. I can do. Then I went out, obviously, on maternity leave. Um, and I only did three weeks of leave when I had my daughter. Three weeks? What? I did three weeks. You a soldier. <laughs> I came back three weeks, but I didn't know that that sergeant had, like moved me out of his squad when I had my daughter. So I was like, I got to get back. So same thing. I just hustled to get back. Back to patrol? No, they put me back in patrol when I had my daughter. Wow. Okay. And so then I just hustled back, ended up getting back. um, And then I just found my family. I was placed in the best squad I could have ever been in. Isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah. They're like, literally, they're my brothers. Did you ever come in contact with that supervisor again? No, he resigned. Hmm. Oh, well, good riddance. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he resigned. Best of luck to him. I don't wish bad on anybody, but. Did you ever tell your daughter, like, from, like, week zero to, like, 18, like, <laughs> you got about, you got about 100 arrests. So she can, you know, she can, you know when she it get was, on the force one day, she was like, listen, I had 100 arrests before uh, I was even born. Right. Like, talk that talk. I, I was chasing criminals and right. using my belly. Early. <laughs> I mean, she's three now. She doesn't really get it, but she has this cool thing where she'll FaceTime me, and she'll be like, I'll be like, look for bad guys. I turn the camera around. She'll be like, there's one. I just turn on my sirens, and she, thinks that, she thinks that I got them. That's awesome. But, yeah, she's she's super cool. That's funny. Yeah, she, she's awesome. How do you feel being a mom? Um, it's, it's, I love, oh, I love being a mom, but being a mom, I'm a single mother, mm-hmm. um, always have been. So like being a mother in our line of work can be scary, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's a lot of time taken away from your child, which a lot of people don't understand. Um, especially being a supervisor, you know, you're not working seven, you know, you're not working your, your regular seven to three every day. You're getting there early and you're leaving late, right? especially if something big happens, you know? That's that's people don't realize like that's time. Everybody's like, oh, you're making the money, you're making the money. Money's nothing compared to my time with my daughter. Absolutely, facts. So it it can be hard, you know, especially you know back in patrol now as a supervisor, you're working all the holidays. You know, you're working. So yours, enjoy. <laughs> they're, they're all mine. So you know, it's it's it can be difficult at times, mm-hmm. but you know, I'd rather do it now. I'd suffer now so I can live later. There you go. Hundred percent. You plan on moving up anytime soon? Um Do you see yourself? I do. The I actually shirt? I think I've, so I'm eligible to take the lieutenant's test um this year, actually, the end of this year. You gonna take it? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? What's the worst you can do? Absolutely. Fail? Get it. Right. So. And then just take it again. I failed the sergeant's test the first time I took it. Yeah. And then I just took it again. There you go. Took it twice. Yeah, so the first time I actually Did you study? The first time no. Um the first time no. The first time I just kind of took it to ex- like to kind of um, like Feel it out. Yeah. And just educate myself on what they were looking for as a sergeant. Like that was kind of like that to me. 
a sergeant's test should outline what you think a sergeant should know and do. And so I failed it the first time, obviously, because I didn't know anything about I only had three years on. And then when I had taken it this past time, um, you know, I studied, but then there were some things on there. I was like, what? Craziness. Um, so I didn't think that I would even make it to the oral because this our written test was, like, extremely hard. Yeah. In my opinion, it was. There I was failed some, that one. I yeah. There was, it was a lot about, like, juveniles on there, which, you know, like, how, how tall does a juvenile have to be to ride in your back seat if he's, you know, this age? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> There's some things I obviously had to educate myself on. Um, so I didn't even think that I made it to the oral. And so then I got the, they told me, all right, yeah, you're going to the oral. I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's awesome. You know, I must have barely made it <laughs> just enough to get to the oral. And then um, I went to the oral and I felt really good with, you know, my results on the oral, in my opinion. I thought that I did really well. Um, and then a girl on my squad, because I was still in drugs at this time when we, it was actually a, a joke for all, not a joke, but like. Um, I told you my supervisor, JB, he was awesome. And mm -hmm. he had said, everybody, he looked at us. He had us all lined up. He's like, you're all taking the sergeant's exam. He's like, I breed greatness. He was like, That's you, awesome. he, he <laughs> said, nope. he said, you are all, you're all going to get promoted. And it, everybody's going to know that, you know, I, I, I trained you all. That's <laughs> and nice. so, Shout out to him. Yeah, he said, he said, I breed greatness. <laughs> and then he was like, don't disappoint me. I hear that. And, you know, I respected him so much as a person. I was like, I can't, you know, I can't disappoint him. You know, he say he saved yeah. me so many times. He fought for me so many times. I was like, I can't just not do well. Right. You know, I'm, I am a reflection of him. Right. Absolutely. And Hell so. Yeah studied and every single day I'd come to work I'd be like give me a scenario something that you think that you'd come into you know write it down give me the scenario and I'd go and I'd write my answers like it was like I was in school and then I'd give it back to him and he'd be like the fuck is this no <laughs> he can and then he would yeah and he'd be like like you're you would call this and like no and so like he would he helped me a lot and then um out of everybody in our squad it was me and one other person um a girl I work with we made it to the oral and then she was, I mean, she's still, she, she actually got promoted with me. She's extremely smart, you know, book smart. And I was like, gosh, she's going to do so well. And, I was, and then, it, then it was between me and her and they were like top, you know, whoever the winner is between whoever comes out on top buys the whole squad of steak dinner. Wow. And so I was like, God, she's got me. And I was like, I'm broke. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm broke. And now I got to find the money. I got to probably ask JB for money. And then, uh, you know, then she got her results first through email, and she was like in the forties or something. I don't even remember. I was like, "Damn, I must be in the. I'm way down there then, because she got it before me." And then um, I got, I opened up my email, and I had, I had it, and I saw number sixteen. I was like, "Damn, I scored a 16. Like yeah. I'm the, I'm the, like, no, I thought that was my test score. I was like, I failed. Yeah. Like I didn't even make it. And it turns out like it, that was my ranking. Like yeah. out of 131 people, I was 16. That's dope. I was like, I remember that night we went to uh, Lee's. Yeah, remember? Mm -hmm. and uh, the blue eye Puerto Rican was a part of it. He made rank <laughs> yeah. after his long struggles. I gotta get him on here. Yeah, God, you have to. He has a heart of gold, but um, literally, he's 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 awesome. I remember There's nobody I'd rather work guys. with. Yeah, I remember saying with you guys, and you guys were talking about how hard it was, like, because mm -hmm. I failed. I failed that one. It was a hard test. Mm. You gonna take it again? I'm gonna take it to I'm gonna take it to a pass. Good. I think I I think everybody should take it. I think 
even if you don't want to be promoted, because you have the opportunity to pass it up. You can say no. See, but like I always talk to him about it. I always mm. talk to H, like him and I. We've done so much. We've been so many places that we're like at the level that we're really comfortable to really supervise. You know what I'm saying? I think. Like, I think. Me personally, I don't think you're. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it because when you when you first you put me on, I mean, you might you, be teaching me something right now. I, that's the thing is, I think, in like so everybody, you can sit there and say, all right, knowledge wise. I'm comfortable, but when you, you like get put in sit, like certain situations, it is it's very uncomfortable, you know. Really? And and you know, I had to come into it and sitting there saying, you know, again, I had an older squad. You guys are going to teach me some things that I don't know. Hell yeah, they're and I think teach you. I think people, no matter like that's the biggest thing. I don't care if you're a captain, a lieutenant. There's always somebody out there, especially with the new guys coming out. You know, they have fresh that out, fresh they know knowledge Hell of things. Yeah. You can't disregard some of the things that they say. You know what's you know? a great supervisor? Is a supervisor that listens. Shuts the fuck up. Stop thinking you know every goddamn thing. No, you're, you're, you, this is policy. So-and-so. Bro, relax. God, I, the word. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that annoying? It's, it's, it's just, to me, I don't. It, it, to me, that's a form of like disrespect. Absolutely. And I, I personally, I, I understand why people congregate in my office at the end of the day. They uh-huh. want to hang out with me. They want to hang out in my office because it's almost like a safe haven. Why is that a bad and thing, though? It's not a bad thing. That's an awesome thing for me. It is. But for other, other supervisors, supervisors, it's offensive. Uh, you know, why are my people coming to you for days off? Well, because when you tell them no without even looking at the book, they're going to feel a certain type of way. Or if you talk to them like they're way, way, way below you because they don't have three stripes on their arm, you know, we're all police. We have the same patch. You yeah. just passed the test. And that's the way I look at it. I just passed the test. How anybody can lead. You don't have to have your stripe, the stripes on your arm to get out there and say, all right, this is what we should do today. People just, you know what? People take that role for the, a lot of people do things for their own individual reasons. A lot of them take the test, just become a sergeant, toot their own horn, treat their subordinates like shit. And it's it's unfortunate because Baltimore's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's it's literally a city of endless potential. Oh my what? Say Yo, the we game. talk about yeah. that all, all the, the time. time. I mean, just to throw them out there, like look at what Jimmy Seafood's doing for the city right now. Oh, yeah, that's dope. It's amazing. Yeah. Like they like Shout out to them. Yeah, right. shout, shout out to out Jimmy to Seafood. TJ TJ's helping out with that. He too. is. Yeah, 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 he is. Had him on some guy. But right now I think they're almost up to what, four hundred thousand yeah. dollars that given back to the city individually. Yeah. Like all like they like that is like if you want to compare it to the police department, it's Helping your people, standing up and saying, "If you're not going to do it, I will." And you, Jimmy's they they didn't have the like the means to do it, so they, they you know, so they reached out and they said, "You know, we have to help ourselves." And that you have to mm-hmm. kind of think of that as a department. If you see our department going down, nobody's going to step in and say, "This is what we can do." But us as police, we don't like change, and so when somebody does step in and say that, we're like, we fight back, we push back. But who inside is stepping up and saying, all right, guys, we need to help ourselves. Right. You know? Right. So if you want to, then take the test. Be that change. Mm. If you don't, mm. you know, if you don't want to have a supervisor, if you don't want to sit there and have a supervisor talk down to you, flood them out. Take the test. They'll, they move up. People like that will move up just because that's what they want. They want that control. 
but they'll, they'll be gone. Take the test, and then you have a whole bunch of us, you know, the the good ones, the people who don't want to just like ha- you know blue team somebody for the first time because they can, you know. Take that's, the test. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah, but that's that's, and that's, that's the sad. Flip, that's the flip coin to that. Yeah, you know, I had a shooting and I went somewhere. I'm not gonna put it out. But the sergeant didn't know anything about the shooting. And I'm like, where's my victim? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like, but we're in the hospital. You don't know it. They took him over there and and the door's closed and it says restricted. So I didn't go. And I'm like, all right, cool. What's his name Yikes. and date of birth? Right. I don't know. I said, where's your primary officer? He's like, <laughs> he's like, Honestly, I just got promoted. I don't know what I'm doing. I Yikes. said, right, cool. I said, cool, 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 cool. I got it. I can appreciate you being honest. He's like, you know, he said, though, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like, it's beautiful from your end because you walked through, like, you was baptized in fire. But there's certain officers in certain parts of the city that don't go through. They've never been to the East End. You see what I'm saying? Oh, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never never been through like the Southwest. Never been through the West and never been through that. So now he has he's there, he's like, honestly, I only got promoted. I only I only wanted to get promoted because I wanted days off. How am I supposed to? He said that to you? Yeah, he did. Ah. Well he, he said it he said it to my supervisor because it was in in a supervisor conversation. Ah. My supervisor came back to me. I mean, I had more time on than the guy. Because oh, yeah. I'm 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 upset because it's like you're fucking my case up. Right. <laughs> and it's like, you got these three things on your, and I'm like, what's up? Right, yeah. But I don't get mad because it's like, I get it. Like what you said, we're all wearing the same patch. But at the same time. You know I need this information. I though, need right? this information, right? <laughs> because the the big wigs are calling me. And they're like, yo, what's up? What's, what's up? going on with this case? What's right. up? See, but it's different. Like I get it from you. Yeah. Like baptized by fire. But then you have certain people that take the test because they book smart, I, and I will. I and will. they don't have these practical things like you have. And it kind of bothers me, like not bothers me, but. But wait, Sarge. So how do you fix that? That's what I want to fix. Like how do you how do you get that supervisor that's brand new to think like you? I'm not even thinking like you. Just do your job. Just do your job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's telling me, I only I only became a supervisor because I wanted days off. I was tired of like. But that goes. I, I again. How do we pay, fix that? But How do you pass supervisor school? But, <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's that's like a whole nother thing that I could get into and just right, right, go right. on which and talk won't. about. But, but yeah, I'm exactly. Which, which yeah, which right. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to um, play devil's is- advocate here, but. It's um, a shooting. Like even as an even as an officer, you I'll know be- how to handle a shooting. He, I think so. As a supervisor, I was like, "What's if, the last thing?" He's like, "I think if, Williams." I'm I like, think Williams. Oh, man. I, guess, I guess, like, if I could say, there's a lot of things. Like, <laughs> if I was in command, or if everybody could say, like, if I was, you know, if I was in charge, I would do this. If I was in, me personally, right. if I was in charge of the department, I think that your work ethic, not just based off of your arrests, but your work ethic, should count towards your promotion. I mean, but how do you grade work ethic? How do you grade it? I mean, as for supervisor wise, it can go through everything. Right. I, I, at that point, I'm gonna it, it should it should be a full blown 
almost as if you're being hired again. I'm going to talk to your. I'm going to talk to your people that you work with every single day. Speak that. You know, I want to know what the people around you who, you know, not just your. They're pretty much your family. You're spending more time with these people yeah, than I you go, are with yeah, your I own family. Drinking, yeah. right? What's up? I want to. I'm going to talk to the people that you work with every single day. Mm. What's he like on a call? Does he ever lose his head? Mm. You know, does he talk down to people? Mm. Stuff like that. Does he? Does he treat the people he works with bad? You How know? many days did he call out medical? Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. That's ooh, that's that's right? that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big one. That is a big and, one. And that ain't only a city thing either. That's, that's a federal, that's right. a federal uh, thing too. Because the same conversation. I mean, at that, at that you know, that's the only thing I will say as a supervisor that gets under my skin with my subordinates. If you're going through something, or if you feel uncomfortable coming to work. Ask me what you can do. Because there's been people in my squad who are like, look, Sarge, I'm just done with control. You know, I've done this for 15 years. And I had a guy recently come to me. He's like, I'm just done. And he handed me a resignation letter. And I read it. What? And he was like, should I turn it in? And, and this thing was beautifully written. How many years did he have on? 15. 15. Really? I mean, and it was literally... Everything, like all the struggles that we as a whole, I would say, as a department feel, he put so much emotion into that, into this resignation letter, mm. to the point where it could have almost been like a short story, like an emotional one. Wow. Get out of it here. It was pretty much like how he just felt so broken down, and he just couldn't do it anymore. He once had such a love for our city, and... It, it was kind of like demolished. I mean, we're human. like Yeah. And so I looked at him. I was like, I kind of have the authority and the power, which is cool. In my opinion, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I have the power. It's, it's good, like good power. You know, how can I help you? Right. Where do you, where would you like to go in our department? If you could pick any, any place, yeah. where would you like to be? You know, and he threw some things out there, but he said, ideally, I'd like to go here. All right, well, let me call that unit and get you a 30-day detail. Shut up. See if you like it. No way. Yeah, you know, so go out there, learn some things. Maybe, you know, get your name out there. Get refreshed. Just be happy. Yeah, change of pace. And he's like, Sarge, I've been trying to get into this unit since, you know, for the past 10 years. And they, they, you know, they, I think they only take who they want. Mm. Well, let's see if I can get you a 30-day detail, you know, let's try. And he was like, damn, you really do that for me? And you, that to me is what being a supervisor is. It's like Absolutely. that light bulb just lit up. Like you know, wh you what something. what can I do to make you want to come to work? Right. It doesn't even have to be for me. You know, you don't have to work for me. Go work, but come come to work. Enjoy what you do. You know, because you once I think you you wanted to do this job. I, I'd like right, to thank you. You, you applied. Yeah. You know, and it, I think at once you were fun, happy, and you you were ha you know. I, I don't necessarily like the people that tell people don't come to the city. I don't like that either. I don't like it either. I think right now we are the only department where you can pick and choose the route you want your career to Absolutely. go. If you can, you, this is the only place where you can say, you know what? Year three, I'm taking the exam. Yeah. I want to be a sergeant. You know, or I think I'm going to go to drugs. I want to be a detective. You you get to choose that. Absolutely. Which other jurisdictions you want to go to the county? You might go to the county and you know have lesser call volumes. But good luck getting on the unit. <laughs> you won't. Right. You won't until you're old and about to retire. Absolutely. Out, you know. And that's a fact. And but this place is awesome because you literally you just get to 
choose like wherever you want to go and it's just so much growth in this department and like you said everything falls on leadership you treat your people good and you're honest you're honest with them it goes a long way because you might be like you know what i don't feel like staying in this whole shift but you know what sarge is up front with me he let me know i'm gonna have to stay a little bit and he's here too if your people can't come to you with a problem you are the problem absolutely Mm. so what happened with that did you call I did. I try to hook yep. my man up. Yep. Um. And so he he wanted to go to that unit, but then another unit opened up where it was like his like number one pick, and he mm-hmm. applied did his interview just recently. So we're gonna see how that goes, but I think that he has a good shot of getting in it. I think I think you just going the extra mile, and, and and it's not even the extra mile. This is something that a supervisor should do. Well, let me try and get you a thirty day detail so you can go there, get that experience, right? Get that sense of hope. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking fifteen years, and he said he was on patrol. And he's yeah, been waiting, his, his entire, waiting? His, his entire career. Yo, that burns a lot of people out, even oh, in their absolutely. fifth year <laughs> in this city. And not only that, you got 15 years on the job, and you're seeing this guy goes there, this guy Everybody goes Everybody coming guy. in and out. And you're sitting there like, yo, yo what's, what's up, up? With me? Like, what happened? Right. So the fact that you like, yo, yeah. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, pump your brakes on the resignation it just, there's it a, and there's like, yeah, there's lights a, it up. And there's just so many things about being a supervisor that open my mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even a about like the job so i remember you know again back when i worked for jb and i was in the eastern my bank account got compromised and there was like i just couldn't you know not only was i not you know an officer and i not really had that much money but what i did had was taken from me um so as i was waiting for my bank account to get you know replenished with that money did you have to get a a false pretense (laughs) no i didn't i didn't um you know, he gave he would buy me lunch every day. That's what's he up. would. You know, you need anything? Does you know? Is your does daughter, your, my daughter? Do you, does she need anything? You guys good? Right. And I was like, damn, like that's amazing. That goes know? a long way. And man. so Absolutely. I'll ne- I'll never forget like being put in the position to be able to do that to someone else. And I had somebody from my squad who, when we went out, I'm very big on squad outings, which also has its downfall. But that's a whole other story. I love squad outings. Absolutely. I'd say as a female officer, it's hard, like to go to squad outings. Lt. Yeah. Lt. Her Majesty loves squad outings. She said, I, "But they expensive as hell." They are, and so. But when I, you when know, you, know, you know, you know, Her Majesty is right. Q. This is that Q. You know Q. All right, I guess not. you got to listen to the episode. Uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have to go back. Fire, but Amazing. you know, as we're sitting at the squad outing, and you notice that one person not ordering drinks or just getting a water. You know, and not yeah. ordering food. I'm like, hey, you good? You know, I got $10 in my bank account. All right, well, you got Venmo? Right. You know, here's $200. Mm. Good. You know, order yourself something and have fun. Right. You know, well, Sarge, I can't pay you back. I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask, ask you, you to. That. I right. didn't ask you to pay way. it back. You know, just to me, that was like probably the coolest thing was being able to be put in the position financially now a little bit better to help somebody else in my family. And so that was cool. But then on the flip side, you know, going out as a female officer in these squad outings, you know, I will say it, it is rough because, you know, you ride as a female. I will say, um, just like recently, you know, you ride with somebody in your squad because, you know, you're new to that district and you're trying to learn the streets. You ride. I'm a female, predominantly a male. I, I, I'm the only female on my shift besides two other girls. Right. You know, and I'm the sergeant. Right. You ride with them for a short period of time. You're automatically fucking them. And uh, now you're, you know, now you're man, being looked. That stigmatism. They, 
that's what it is. And it's it's it sucks because if I was a male sergeant riding with you, nobody would look at it any type right. of way, you right. know? Right. And so that's I'd say that's the biggest struggle I've had to fight my career because it's been pretty much like since I've started. Either wow. e- either I was, oh, you're a classing, you know, so you got here because your daddy. No, no I, I'm paving a whole new uh, a whole new path, you know. That's why you know I'm promoted. No, nobody in my family made rank, right? Like you yeah. know, and it just bothers me, like the kind of. And then it, it's also really bad when you have other females in our job tearing down other females. Ain't like, that so catty? But there's only so many of us, right? You know, there's only so many of us. You would think that you'd want to build each other up, absolutely, empower one of like one another, but. That's not, uh, unfortunately, that's not how it goes all the time. And so. Is it because of competition? Like, what do you think? You think it's hate? It's always hate, though. I, I, me, personally, I'm, I don't even know a word. To, if I had to pick a word to describe myself the best of my ability, I'd say, like, I don't even know. God. I think that I'm, I'm I, I won't stop. Like I said, somebody tells me I can't do something. I'm you going have drive. I'm I'm just relentless. I'm, I'm just relentless. relentless. Like I'm just going to keep going. I'm gonna fail. I don't care if I fail. That's no. not what scares me. Not reaching my goal is what scares me. Mm. I can fail a hundred times, but and eventually you, I'm going to get there. And you learn along the way. And it bothers me that other women in our department or in our career, it's not even our department, in our career. They see other women wanting to go there. When they fail, they take that as an opportunity to kind of push them down the ladder even more. And that's this just blows my mind. It blows my mind because I've never came to work and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that person doesn't, you know, excel in their career today. Well, um, you know, that that's the hate, man. A lot of people, they love to hate on other people. They, they just get their rocks off on doing that. And that's just sad. I mean, we experience it, but it's on a male level. It's a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, you guys are a little bit more guys, sophisticated. Because with guys, you can't really show, like, oh, I'm a hater. <laughs> well, I'm, well, it, yeah, they. it it's depends on that individual. Yeah. Because you deal with an alpha, like, I recognize that ASAP, and I'm going to put you in your place. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you deal with those other, like. Right, the bozos. They they tend to mask it. So we go through it, too, but not as much as y'all. So I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, to me. Like, I mean, there's just been, like, I came to the Southeast and, you know, oh, well, you know, she only came here for this reason. And then it was, well, she must be fucking this person. That's why she came to the Southeast because it's such a bougie place to come, which it is. It's a very nice district. It's a great opportunity to work in. But I worked my ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah, you was in the trenches in the East. And I actually, I wanted to go back to the Eastern. I never wanted to leave the Eastern. The trenches is my home. I belong to the streets. (laughs) Like, that. You did say that. Well, Southeast is a good district. What makes Southeast immaculate is the the food spots. I know, but say that that to my body weight. It is. (laughs) The thing about her her and like knowing her, she don't care about the food spots. She, she She want to bang. No, we get that. I'm just saying. The biggest thing in the southeast is the food spots. Because you, you're not going to get that shit in the northern. You ain't going to get that in the southern. You ain't going to get it in the eastern. You damn sure ain't going to get in the northeast. Well, first of all, the eastern has a lot of hidden gems. Really? Oh. Like what? what? Like what? Uh, that place right off there. Um, 
right off of Harford. Okay, shout out to Harford Road and Federal, that place right there. The car drove through. They they make the burgers right in front of you, and they make the best burgers I've ever had. What's the name of the spot? Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. So we shout can, out to them. Yeah, so we can give them I'm a shout. I'm about to go there next week. They, honestly, and the only reason I found out about it is because there was a shooting inside of it. What? Dude, I, I swear to God, it was. I was. Brand- and that's a hidden fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Was you can't, you can't judge a place. You can't judge a place by a circumstance <laughs> no. or a situation. I, a I will. Casings, yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna clutch my pearls Look, on that. It was, it was, I was brand new. I was like literally fresh out. We got. Is I it get still a, there? Yeah, I can see Car- that now. Drag dragging me into a spot. They'd be like, "Yo, she hotter than you." Bro, yeah. I, I don't care, bro. I'm, I'm, I just don't eat over here, bro. I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> you know me, bro. I clutch my pearls. I'm from Baltimore County now, bro. I don't do this. Baltimore thing. County. Come back I, over I don't here. Do Hard emphasis on the T. I will enunciate. I will enunciate my words. <laughs> I'm from the east side of Baltimore County. I don't do these things anymore. All right, All right hold on. I'm about to. Look, I'm trying to look it up. I, I keep thought you were from Westport. What? Where, where's that again? I don't, I'm sorry. My burger. My burger spot is Burger Bros in Towson mm. <laughs> on Alleg- Allegheny Avenue. That's my spot. That's bro. So Southeast is like where all the big boys. Oh, like no, the, 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 is where the fish joint like yeah. right there and all the Southeast. I hate to say this. That's all the big boy, like all the What, in the Southeast? Yeah. We you go down there, you, the you 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 suited and booted in a lot of them spots, huh? Not even. It's just international. You got yeah, every right, kind right, of food choice right. available. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, Rich. I'm bougie. We, I'm I'm Yeah, my game is down. We we work all over the city and I'll say South Beach, Southeast is like the creme of la creme. Yeah, you want to know nobody get shot? They can't afford to go that. in there. No. Yeah, they yeah, can't afford to go in there. So me. it's Tor- Torino's Carryout. Okay. Torino's Carryout. Torino's Carryout. Carry it's out. a 1516 Harford Road. You stamp it? Uh, that's right. And so, and so I swear to God, We're look, I got, go a, I got a call, I got a call for call a shooting. And I got there, yeah. and there was just a guy oh standing God. there. And he was just like, yeah, I was shot. And I was like, Chris where is like, do they grub hub? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going there. Do they grub hub? <laughs> Honestly, though, they cook, the, they cook the food right in front of you. And they're, they're, they're amazing. Like, nice. they're, they're, they're good people. Okay. And the so food there's like, really good. Chalk line, you're doing investigation. Like, give me that. No, so I got a, I got a call. And... Honestly, I would have never even stopped at this place, honestly. And um, got a call. A dude said he was shot. And he was just like, yeah, I've been shot. Can't you tell? I was like, no. He's, and he opens up his mouth. He guy put a gun in his mouth, and he was shot in the jaw with a twenty two, and it just lodged itself in his jaw. Oh, yeah. He's like, I was coming here to get a burger. They have the best burgers. And I said, you know what? I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I ordered a burger, and it was probably the best food. And I just kept dang, going. Dang. I just kept going. You so you, keep, that's your spot in the eastern, yeah. Torino's. Yeah, you got it. Right I'm there. gonna go there. Shout out to my man got shot in his face. <laughs> in his mouth, yeah. You'd be surprised. And still told about the burgers. And still told me about yeah, the burger. Catch the bullet with yeah, his no, teeth. Yeah, no, you got to get the burger. Please. You got to get a burger with a little bit of barbecue sauce. It's So it's the burger, the barbecue sauce, the bacon, the mayo. Y'all yeah, don't do swine no more, but don't doubt. I feel you. It's good. Hold the bacon. Hold the bacon, then. Hold the bacon. Just put ketchup and mayo. No, no, barbecue sauce and but, mayo. You know what's crazy? We talk about all the time how, like, dope this town is. How the food is underrated. How there's so many hidden gems. Nah, there is. It, it ain't that dope for Charms, me to get shot I mean, what is it? Though. Charm City Carryout right there on... Uh, I heard it just came out. Oh, my Yo. God. Wait, what? Yo. What? Yo, Charm, Charm it's City It's right there carryout. on East Fayette Street. Yes. It's right at... It's at East and Fayette. It's on the corner. They were... Really they serving. just... They just 
anything, Any, everything. Yo. Their wings. Amazing. Phenomenal. Shut up. I swear to God. Yo, That's I follow, go watch the Super Bowl. Listen, I follow them on Instagram. They just had the news come and do a whole thing. Did with they? Them. A whole write up on them. Yeah, the news yo, came in. The, the, the news yo. came in. We can go. Yeah. Yo, I'm, 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 listen. If you eat that food, you're going to sleep. It's it's really you're going exactly. to sleep. Being that we talking about food, shout out to Bond House. What? On uh, I forgot the address. Mm. But they get busy. Shout out to Shipyard. Yeah, Shipyard. The best hey. drinks in the world. My man, hey oh. Ron. You saw how just somebody <laughs> with everybody popping. Right. It was, it was yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. I love Shipyard. Shout out. I mean, look, look at that. I still got, the, I still hey, got the sticker on my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Shipyard pub. What's that spot in Northeast, awesome. yo? Right off of uh, Hartford and uh, Northern Parkway. Italian spot. Val- oh, Valentino's. 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 Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out one more. Um, Damn it, I just forgot. Francesca's empanada spot on Highland Town. Yes. In the southeast. I've never been there. She has she has crab empanadas. Amazing. I gotta she try. Has, I don't know what that is, so you have to explain like, that. To but, me. Like empanadas, like you never had, you a, had empanada? a meat empanada? We're gonna have to no, talk about it. Listen, offline, we're gonna we're gonna put you on. Gonna <laughs> empanada, on. like it's a patelito, like listen, she don't we're gonna put her on that. She has crab yeah, yeah. empanadas. That's like next level. I see, she's not, see Sasha's Just not going to no spot unless it. it's like somebody outside banging. No, but it's in Highland Town. You go, you go Honestly, and you know what? You know what? Like, honestly, in the East End, which it's my, it was my my secret favorite place besides Torino's, Nacho Bangers. Oh, yeah? I would tear up some Nacho Bangers. <laughs> and that spot, that spot gets busy. They're not there anymore. They're not there. They're not there anymore. They, they moved. I think they're somewhere over west, I want to say, but... But they sell bangers. They sold bangers. Mr. Mr. It was it was a banger for real. Put them on. <laughs> so you got your nachos and then you had your meat. It was kind of like a walk taco, but but the <laughs> 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 no. But then they would add their twist to it and they had their special sauce oh. on it, which is how they would say it. No, okay. it was no good. Doubt. I really liked it. You know, is. Yeah, you really be in the trenches. But but for me, she on point. It, it it bothered it bothered me because everybody would say, oh well, you know, the, their location, their friends with you know, they would say they're the friends with questionable with. characters. Yeah. And, mm. But they're still a small business trying to thrive, right? You right. Know, feed your city, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. that's I, community policing, right? And there. so I went in, I said, "Give me a banger," and literally after that, I was like, "Okay, it's really good." <laughs> Yo, did you did you eat from Charm City Carry Out yet? Yeah. I told you that's why I love she it. She said the wings oh. are insane. The wings. Listen, I've and been watching that, I gotta, everything. I got to like what, what I was, I was got? just kind of Bro, I was just kind of experimenting like it, I, sound, I ain't go there yet. Oh, oh my god, I'm and scared. I can't. I'm scared. No, no, don't be scared. So I, I just just go. I know. Just do it. It's at the corner of it's it's on what Charm City carry out? Yeah. It's at East and Fayette. The corner of East and Fayette. Yo, I saw they got uh chicken and waffles. It's crazy like that. Yo. Honestly, there was a day where I was just feeling like a whole child and I got a grilled cheese with bacon on it. You can get that there. You you can get anything there. Yes. You can get anything there. Yo, I seen Shut up. I showed Instagram. I showed they had a, a bacon cheeseburger. With fried shrimp on it. It is not your average carryout. It is not your average carryout. 
I'm talking like soul food to Yo, the fifth power. But that's what's so dope about this town. Like we're so innovative. The people in this town are so innovative. Like I would, I would say the biggest thing about I love being in the southeast because it's a melting pot. Yeah, it is 100%. literally a melting pot. You can go and get Spanish food on this corner, which I went to, um, right there off of Eastern. You know, Eastern Highland. You know that bus that's all lit up under the neon lights. Yeah, that's you go Chimichurri truck. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Look, yeah. and honestly, it was that's hard the for me. It, it, well, it was. Are you sure? Is it? Yes. Yeah, the no, Dominican, no, no. but they serve it now like South American food. They don't like serve that. it like New York, though. New York is totally different. The yeah. Chimichurri truck. So, yeah. So, so it was. A, no, no. I think we're talking. Yeah. No, we're talking about the wrong spot. No, nah, it's so, right before the bridge, right on Eastern Avenue. It's right there with, if, the, if with you, the neon lights on it. Yeah. At the right next to the car selling spot. If you go yes, west, if you Dominican. go west, it's on yeah. the left hand side. Yes. So, yeah. You know they so associated I didn't with? know. I didn't know they were Dominican. Yeah, they're Dominican. They're associated to Euphoria. That's my brother Dominican Lou. They, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, they. But, <laughs> Dominic, for y'all, for y'all that don't know, Dominican Lou, YouTube Dominican Lou. It's an SNL clip. Dominican Lou on, on Saturday Night Live, old school. But, so, so it was hard for me because. I like trying different foods. <laughs> I hate both of you right <laughs> now. <laughs> Dominican Lou is stupid. Dominican <laughs> I like. I was trying to try something new, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some time. I'm going to go and order food That's here. my spot. None of them. It was hard for me because, no offense, but they didn't speak any English. And so That's I was, how you know it's authentic. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I was like, oh, I'm getting some good tacos. Right. And so I, I said, I want the tacos. That's all. That's what I got. They had tacos. It was it was the only thing I thought that I, I'm not very cultured when it comes to food. That's why you got to hang out with us more. Exactly. You got to text me. Text me. Yeah. So I, I, so I just said, you know what? I want an authentic real taco. Like, that's not the not, kind that, like, because look, real tacos to me, I'm going to Taco Bell. No, nah, I got you. <laughs> That's it. That's serious. That's that's a taco. That, that's, to me. that's what she knows is a taco. Sour cream cheese. Yeah, I got it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And so mm. I went there. And mild sauce and shit like, like that. They fried their like like it was kind. Of, I don't know if it was fried or I don't know, but it was so good. I yeah. went back for more, but yeah. the, I had the guy behind the me order you, for me. You ever had a taco at shipyard? No. Try it. I'm gonna come. Even I'm the Brussels sprouts. Tacos at Shipyard is well, I like serious. Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Oh, no, the, the Brussels sprouts at Lee's? Ooh. Oh, no, Lee's Brussels sprouts are insane. But the, but the best Brussels sprouts it has is so bros. No, the Brussels, best Brussels sprouts I've ever had is up in D.C., Oh, don't talk like that. Oh, I, I, I'm going to talk. Where, where, where at? What store? Um, it wasn't a store. Uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> A Western wine. A Western wine. <laughs> God, it was. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know. It was. It's. Um, I don't know. It was a really nice restaurant. It ended up costing enough. It was a five hundred dollar dinner just oh, for a three course excuse meal. Excuse me. Well, yeah. that's different. Oh, okay, right, right. Fancy, huh? I'm right. talking that type huh? of dinner. The Shit. bygones, my spot. I Ooh. love the bygone. I've never been to the bygone. You gotta go to the bygone. You gotta go to the bygone. On top of the Four Seasons. Man, you looking over? You looking over the city? If you if you going on you know with your little bull and whatever, yeah. call us we'll my make little it happen. baby B and shit we'll get yeah. you a table <laughs> but back to the <laughs> if you need a high chair let me know <laughs> there we go you know what I'm oh. 
<laughs> but um, uh, the only time I've ever overlooked the city is when uh, what's that new hotel on Wolf Street in the Eastern? Off of the Marriott? Yeah, is it the Marriott? When That's they, a new hotel. No, um, not they, in the Eastern. Uh, no, the, yeah, one, that the, was the one that was just <laughs> found. The souped up row home. Which one? Uh, no, it's the one. It's, it's, it's at Wolf and Madison. What is that? It's it's a hotel, but they have like a rooftop bar and like grill. What? Oh, I went up there one time. It's That's actually nice. really nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, nah, there's beautiful spots in the city. Yeah, they're hidden. They're hidden. Gems. Yeah, they're, they're hidden. Gems. That's what I love about it. I know that's hidden. I mean, yo, right. talking about tacos, don't bullshit. <laughs> um, Poppy's has amazing tacos. Right there, you don't, don't like them. I don't even know. Where yeah, I don't know, I don't know, know where Poppy's. Where's Poppy's that? Poppy's right there on uh, Alessania. Alessana. That one. Well, listen, y'all in the southeast. I'm not Ross in the southeast. Ross Sushi's good. Ross Sushi's dope. Yeah, wa- watch my oh, Next time you go to the truck, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Get a chimichurri. Yeah. It's, a bur- it's a Dominican burger. Yeah. It's they, What's they, on it? Everything. Okay, but what? I, I, see, I I'm, I'm picky. I don't do onions. I don't do peppers. Now, they, it's like a little them. salad on there. Yeah, it's like. But it's, it's not like your original salad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the. Uh, it's know. diced. It's, 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 a, it's like shredded I'll look salad. it up and I'll show you. It's dope. Chimichurri's dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to give you extra sauce. Pause. Sauce? No, it's sauce. 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 But yeah, um, my buddy G, he told him he want to do a food tour, like, you know, because cops always know where to eat. The good spots. Yeah. Absolutely. Honestly, and I'm learning that, like, body weight. Yeah, I it's mean, all, the South listen, South it's all good. You yeah, listen, you only live <laughs> once, guys. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I'm in the South East. You know where I go? Where? Harris Teeter. Shout out to them. Oh, they got some good sushi. Too. They have everything. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have Steven? I go there. Yeah, I grab got, what I need and, and I'm got, out. Yeah, but they got the warm meatballs. Everything. You can serve yourself. No, nah, COVID, you can't. Because of COVID, they, they, they shut don't that do down. It. I haven't been there since COVID. Mm. Yeah. I'm saying but they got a good sushi right. bar. They you know what's crazy? They opened up across the street. Was, uh, damn, what's the name of it? Another Jersey supermarket. Mike's. No, no, no. It's they got Jersey Mike's over there, too? Right across, Jersey the Mike's right across from the district, Papi. What, what's up? They got Jersey Mike's. We got Come a, through. we got a, we got a uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. We've yeah, got the, that. um, sorry, this podcast has turned into like a food podcast. Right. Like, right. we're, we're talking about, I mean, we got guns and we got food. What's up? <laughs> right. That's right. No, it's, it's honestly though, but like, food, right. food and guns are our lives. <laughs> I mean, How about that? Right. Food and guns. You need food and guns to survive. Right. It is, yeah. In this line of work, at least. Nah, but that's um I mean there's plenty of cops out and there that know what he Well and you need and, it, it's, and I will say like it's really cool being part of the southeast because coming from the eastern, you know, when you want to do squad outings, there's nowhere to do it in the southeast right. or in the eastern. In but the in eastern. the southeast there's so many so places many. to give back to the city at, that you are working in. And they love police. They, they really do. They yeah. love they police. They really, really, really Shout do. Out to all those bars down there. Remember, tell about the time when we used to grind after the riots. We would drive to the west. And what was that morning spot? Um, it was right off of um. It's, no, it's right on North Avenue. No, it it was on North. Oh, it was North a- Avenue. It's like two blocks going from going east from Pensy. It was uh Mama. I forgot the name of it, but they closed down, bro. They closed down. Yeah, they closed down. And this but spot let me tell you, this spot it was, was it was just like Charm City Carryout. Same concept of dishes. But they had everything. Oh my god! They salmon wraps, salmon wraps, shrimp and grits. Yeah, right, like shrimp and grits. It was amazing. When you walk, you, oh, I'm telling you, you're, you when, what, look, great grand. 
Great grand. Great we're grand. gonna go. We're gonna go to Charm City Carryout. Both of you. The minute you walk in, they're gonna ask you your name. They will never forget your name. When you wow, walk, when you walk in, dope. when you walk in, they'll they'll call you by your name. That you means a lot. Same, you want the same thing as last time, or you want this? And that's what's dope about the city is like it feels big, like a big city, but then you get that small city feel. Like, hey, I love Dre, the city. We got your order. It ain't like New York. New York City, you get a number. Yo, number yeah. twenty eight. 29, 29, right, they remember, 29, like she said, remember your name. Here's like, yo, Dre, you got your order. Yeah. yeah. But when you walk in, yo, you what the same as last time? Right. Got you. Yeah, it's exactly what Charm City's like. That though. is That's really cool. That's dope. I go, yeah, we walk into these bars and it's like, cheers. The whole town is like, cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows your name. Hey, man, what's up? What you want? You want your usual? You want this? You want that? I think that's really good, though, too, like building that, like, bridge. So, like, um, in the 500 block of Kenwood, there's like this group there. Um, group of guys and they have um they just started this clothing line which i think is really cool it's called mad black mad black, black. mad black mad black okay mad black but black is spelled b-l-a-c and it stands for making a difference by leading and communicating nice wow. and um so originally it was just for the community and then um, me and some other partners we went up and we were just inquiring about it just wanted to know what it was about and then they started giving us shirts, and then then they started you know taking pictures with us with the shirts, and then that's when it really began to you know bridge that gap. Hundred percent, which bothers me because there are some, which I've literally mentioned it today, and there was another supervisor who had said there is no gap, there is no gap. They really said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said there is no gap. There's your bad, and there's your good. No, there is a there gap. is a gap. Absolutely, there is a gap, and there's people like. People like that is why there's a gap. Exactly. They don't realize it. They're so they're literally subconsciously doing things, not realizing that they are the that you're the problem. They're the problem, right? You're the problem, right? You know, and that that bothers me because, you know, if if you I can go out right now in sector two, which I take pride in. A lot of other people are like, "Why are you getting out of your car and hugging this person? Like, don't you know what they've been arrested for?" Yeah, I arrested them for it. Right. You know, but right. if you can't lock somebody up and then when they get out, go and hold a conversation with that person. Right. You're doing something wrong. Right. Absolutely. You're doing something wrong. Because they know what it is. And and that's what I will say. Nine times out of ten when I've locked somebody up for something serious, when you see them in the streets, as long as you treat them good through that entire process that mm-hmm. you have with them. It's always love. You know, yeah, you got me this time. Yeah, classing, you got me. Yeah. You got me. But, you know. How you been? But see, there's, there's there's no ill will towards you. Mm-mm. It's like, you know what? I messed up. You got me. You doing your job. I mean, they say it all the time. You got a job to do. That's it. Like the real hardcore criminals, they say. It's a cat and mouse game. You got a job game. to do. Right. But for him to say that there's no gap, um, I really, like we talk about it all the time, I really believe there's a small percentage that are hardened criminals. The people that we arrest, the people that like a lot of times we encounter are just people trying to make the ends meet. And it just so happens, let me go on the block and flip. Let me let me get this pack. Right. Do what I gotta do. And if there was more jobs, they tell me all the time, like, yo, yo, I'm doing this because there ain't no work out here. And there there's this one guy who I've known like I said, I came out here at twenty, twenty and a half. And I've known him for seven years just through being in drugs, you know, ripping and running in the streets. And then I kind of I've always known him, and um, recently, with me being in the Southeast, I've gotten to be able to get out of my car as a supervisor and ha- not be, you know, a slave to the radio, and I've actually been able to sit and talk with him, I, and this is me just being completely honest, 
Because of the people he associated himself with, I've always assumed that's the type of shit he did. You know, I was like, damn, he's wrapped up in the game. He's not. They're actually, he's like, after talking to him, he's like, and now I love him. And like, literally, there will be time, like, when I, when I meet him or when I see him, when we, when we depart and when we're going our own way, so we are, love you, classing. And I'll be like, you know, love you too. You know, it's, it's just like that weird bond that you build with you people. You do build that bond. It's not even weird. It's just like you develop a friendship. And, um, you know, he, he began to tell me, you know, how to, Pressed he is being in the spot he is here i am thinking he's living his best life out here you know getting drunk drunk every day and he's like yeah you know i smoke weed it is what it is and then you know you sit there and talk to him you're like damn like he doesn't you know the way he described it to me he didn't have he doesn't have a choice right now right. as easy as it is for me to say go get a job you know it's not that easy okay? I, can, I can apply to that job i can catch i can save some money try to save some money but how, where am I getting that money to catch a bus to go get that job? Yeah. You know, and when I do get that job, how am I getting there every single day? And when I do get that job, who's taking care of my daughter? You know, these are things that we don't take into consideration every day because we have the luxury of saying, hey, mom, can you watch my kid? Like, at least I do. Hey, can you watch my daughter when I'm going to work? Right. You know, if I didn't have my mom or if I didn't have the me the money to be able to have daycare, you know, would I be just working at a, you know, like a nine to five, right. you know, you know, job that wouldn't really provide for me. We don't take into, cons I'd say sometimes us as police, we don't take into consideration the situations and circumstances other people grow up in, you know, and we think everybody is allotted that opportunity to thrive and do better right. when some people just don't have that opportunity right. or right then and there, you know, that we expect them to have some, I, I mean, I, I guess that's where I'm like 50, 50 on it because I look at him, I'm like, all right, well, let me get you some job applications. Let's, you know, let's work with it, which is why I love him, you know, and he loves me like, cause we are working together. I'm trying to help him get out of the situation he's in. And he's like, you know, this, this time next year, I'm going to be in my own apartment. I'm like, all right, let's work to it. You know, let's yeah. do something. How far away does he live uh, from a store? And well, Fast that's food spot. Hon honestly, and that was the same conversation we had. I was like, "Look at all these corner stores." He was like, "He was like, Sarge, you don't understand." He was like, "All these corner stores are family owned and operated." He was like, "They don't want us there." Did you go there? Mm. Did he I, go there and have a conversation, or is he just saying? See, that? See, well, that's the thing is, I don't know, but well, that's why you know what would make the difference. You be in uniform, have him get dressed, and you take him to a store. Introduce there's, yourself to the owner. There's actually, I don't even know if you, do you know the, um, I, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Um, she's she's a female, and she she's a female police officer, I want to say. Um, she was hurt, and she she was she had a squeegee guy come up to her window, and she's literally transformed his life. Yeah, you talk about um, our sister, what's her damn name? Macklin. Awesome. She's oh, great. Oh, she's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's a, um, Making him his own suit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but that, but she's like, it, I think it all it takes is one time for somebody to care about that person. Yeah, you know, and show them like, you know, I'm willing to set my situations aside and invest my time into you. Absolutely, which some people don't have. You know, a lot of people in the city, they don't have somebody saying, "I'm going to just solely invest my time into you." You're important right now. Um, 
with that situation with that gentleman, I would go, even you don't need him with you, just go to the various locations, stores around the area, and you introduce yourself to their managers or owners and give them a, a bit of his background, preparing them what he's going through, what's going on. So then if given that opportunity, he can, you can square him away, prep, you know, get him ready for it. Listen, I got you a nice little interview here. You got any shirt, slack, something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get him ready, prepare, prep him for that interview. You know what I'm saying? It don't take much, but it just takes two people coming together and getting on the same playing field. And us being officers and detectives, it's easy for us to do that because, you know, this is what we do daily. We interact with people. Right. And I think that goes a long way. You introducing yourself to that owner or that yeah. manager, it, it breaks that barrier. Listen, got a nice guy here, been through a lot. Is this something we could do to get him get, get him get him some employment? Right, she'll be co-signing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. easier. They, she's getting their word. She's letting them know. She's putting her name on it. It'll make it'll make it a lot easier. Yeah, uh, he's he's got a good heart. I mean, if the, and when the day comes, if you ever need anything like shirts, ties, yeah, I got mad shirts. And, and I'm ties. a monster in, tie, in ties and bow ties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. He is. He's, he is. He is. Honestly, he's an awesome individual. He's obviously just been through a lot and like. And not even that, like, we take, so, like, us as police, like, we talk about, like, the trauma we deal with. You know, we do see traumatic events. The most average person who's not in the, like, line of work that we are in, fire, paramedics, police, military, the average person will see a traumatic event on average four times in their lifetime. We see it. Daily. Daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. You know, more than once a day. And then, but we also, and then, but we're so quick as police to say, you know, what's the department doing for our mental health? This, and then we say, you know, this is why we drink. You know, this is why police have such a high suicide. Well, what about the people on the streets who are, who live, have no choice but to live there? And that's their family. That's their friends. And they're seeing it weekly. They're losing their loved ones, their friends. And that's all they know. You know? I mean, all three of us are products of that environment. Right. So we know what it is, and that's why it's easy for us to relate to them once we get on the street. Yeah. But it takes effort on their part as well. Like, listen, I know what you're going through, but you're going to have to bust your ass to get out of that. I right. agree. I can, lead a, I can lead a horse to some water. No, I can't force but it's you. But it's up right. to you. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my part, but you got to do yours. This ain't easy. Life ain't easy. 100%. Us I, getting I, this job wasn't easy. Us and maintaining I, and I, it. And I, I do agree with that. But then in the same sense, I... I will say I never struggled. You know, I, I I was blessed to have parents who, you know, worked every single day and they provided for me every single day. Some of these people, they struggled for, and me and him are the same age, you know. He struggled for 27 years and he's right. still struggling, you know, and that's just all you know. And so when somebody's telling you, oh, this is easy, go and do this, you know, I'm going to leave, just do it. It's not, it, it, if I struggled for 27 years and somebody says, just do this, just show up and in this nice suit, you know, it's almost like a, it's, you know, almost like a costume to them. It doesn't comprehend. You know, it's not, it's not very realistic, you know? And so when I tell you, and he's like, and he is very depressed, he's getting to, and which is why I worry now, because I'm very worried about him because he just lost two of his best friends in the past two weeks, um, up in two and so I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to explain to him, you know, there's so much more. Like, you have a daughter. You you know, you can you can thrive. Like, you have that mentality. But he's being, I mean, his mind, his his mentality is slowly diminishing. And, you know, I'm trying to help him, and I'm trying to think of different ways. But in his mind, it's not very feasible. It's not 
you know, that's not an option. And so, you know, I'm trying it. And, you know, we had an, we had an interview set up for him and he was like, you know, they, they wanted to piss test me and I'd fail for weed. Well, he's got to make those those life change decisions, motherfucker. Yeah. You're not a kid no more. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to baby you. This world is tough. You got to put your best foot forward. Yeah, How the fuck you think you gonna get a job if you're still smoking? Well, right. then I told him. I said, the money you probably spent on weed, you could have get the bus ticket to go out to that job interview. I don't pacify nobody. Yeah, I don't. I don't take care of grown ups. Uh, and, yeah, this is what it is. And typically, and honestly, I will say typically, and he can have a test for me. Typically, I'm in the same way. Yeah, but there is just your mother Teddy been I mean, out you your mouth for a while <laughs> now. Keep there, it out. There are some, and I will say, like usually, like I'm, I don't want to say I'm hard because I like you know I I try to sh- I try try to show compassion to people, even when I lock them up, All right? You know, at first yeah. I'll come off as being hard when I you know when we get in the door, and then at the end of the day, like I, I I'd like to sit and talk to them. Absolutely, I want to know your mindset. I want to know why you're doing what you're doing to me, and that's a personal thing. Right. I just want to know why you're doing it. It's not just for me to take you to court and say this is why he's doing it. For me, I like to know. I like to educate myself on why you're doing what you're doing. I'm a gentleman. And so it so sometimes like you have you, you have your people who I'll you know, I'll say, Why are you doing what you're doing? Fuck you, I want money. You know, no fuck, doubt. fuck you, I ain't talking to you, you're a cop. Enjoy right, that bologna sandwich, tell me. But when but when when you have somebody who's like genuinely like kind of reaching out to you yeah. and like crying, like there was a point where he was crying on the side of the street with me and I was like, Damn, I might start crying too. <laughs> You know, and you share that moment with somebody, you're like, you know, how can I help you? Absolutely. And you know, and it, it's... But don't, but don't fall for it. I understand. Right. Don't you fall know. for it. Because that motherfucker be rocking you right to sleep with that we're, bullshit. We're all products of this, of, of the and environment. I, the, the, only, the only thing I will say about him is every, you know, with my mom's situation, mm-hmm. like when my mom got put into the ambush, my mom always had told me, never, she was like, you know, don't, don't play dumb. Mm. These people, she, which my mom would always kind of tell me, you know, the streets don't care about you. The, you know, the, they see your uniform. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that people think that because I don't know. It's, I don't, I think that that's, I think that's bullshit. Well, me personally, I think that that's bullshit. I can understand and, where she's coming from, but the devil always comes as a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you got to be smart. But what happens when the devil is wearing the same uniform as you? Because that's a possibility too. Of course, this 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 haters on this job. I think I think it can be. I think the devil comes in all in all different types of shapes, sizes, uniforms, clothing, mm. anything. And so, I I don't know. It's so great discussion. Though I like it. <laughs> yeah, we get crazy, I like man. it. That's yeah. what I'm talking and about. So, crazy. And so for so, I will say a few weeks ago it was when it. It was it was a really really cold day. Okay, I was driving up and you story know, time. And so he always hang him and his group always hangs out in the same block, you know. So I'll drive by, they call out my name, and I said usually either I'll stop and get out and hug them, get back in my car and keep it moving, tell them to be safe and keep it moving, or I'll wave. That particular night, I waved. You know, see, like, you know, I'm just driving by, and then there was a group of juveniles which I've never seen before. They literally stand right in the middle of the road and they start like dancing on my car. What you mean? Like, you know, like dancing on it. Patrol car? Yeah, on my patrol car. Wow. And so I heard screaming and then I just kind of slowly kept it moving and they kind of went around my car. Then they started punching my car as I went away. And I was like, you know, my mindset, which you know, fuck no, you ain't doing that shit. 
you're not you're not going to you're not going to th- that's the problem with these kids in the city is they just feel immune to everything right so i would go whip my car around i was going to stop them talk to them educate them on what they did wrong and how they can get in trouble by the time i got out of my car and whipped it whipped it around got out of my car that block already had those kids jammed up he said, you don't do that here, and you don't disrespect her. Mm. That's dope. And so that was the kind of time where I was like, you know, like that. Yeah. Was like, to me, yeah, I was like, like that's I, what I, I let them kind of go. Because you show love to that block. And I was like, you know, they already had them. They were like, you don't do that. You know, you don't, first they said, they said, first of all, you don't bring it to this block. And you don't, you don't, they said, you don't fuck with her. And I was like. All right. That's, that's that good sad. energy you put out. Yeah. And I was, uh, to me, to me, that was like. Fuck everybody who says, why are you hugging, you know, he, he's a known drug dealer. You know, he's he's done this before. This is what he's been locked up for. Why? If you're going to keep looking at him as a drug dealer, how do you expect him to, you know, rehabilitate? Because right. you're sending him to jail ultimately to yeah. rehabilitate and do better and be better. But if you only categorize him as that same drug dealer that you locked up for two pills, you know, and I come from drugs. You know, there's nothing more than I want to put the people away for, you know, hurting other people with these drugs. But at the same time. That's like you said. And that's what this podcast is about, bridging the gap. You doing that is so much bigger than what people think. And at the end of the day, fuck them because you don't need validation for somebody else to do what you did. Yeah, I don't seek validation from literally anyone. At all. No. But it just it shows the growth. Look, when I lay down at night, I lay down with myself and my own thoughts and my God. So, you know, if I if I if I can't sleep with myself or my own God, then I I ain't laying to sleep with anybody else who's telling me how I should and shouldn't do things. I know that's right. Say it again. You have to face yourself every morning and every night. Listen, there it is. There it is. M class. M class. M class. M classy, baby. M classy, real sassy. Ow. Ow. What's that talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But, ladies and gentlemen, Triple C, turn it up a little bit. She just gave us a little taste of what it really is. That's our girl, M classy. One of the (laughs) finest supervisors here in Baltimore City. Real with it. Homegrown. I'll be back. Of course she'll be back. It's perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, that's episode 58, 58. That's what I'm talking. Dope! She's fire! <laughs> she fire. She nailed it. I'm going to give a shout out to my girl, Classy, for coming out. She really did her thing tonight. I thought she was going to bluff us, bro. But no, she no, came I came. On. I showed up. I was a little no, late, but I came. came. No, no, you wasn't late. You was right on time. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate you for coming on. Would you like to give any shout outs before we wrap this thing up? Anybody. Especially I, that beautiful daughter of yours. Oh, of course, of course, my daughter. Good old CK. She's she's the best. Awesome. Um, Your squad. My squad, Southeast. They're literally, I would say, in my opinion, the best squad in the whole city. That's what's up. We're out here okay. getting drugs, like drugs and guns, like we're a whole little mini dat unit. Nice. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you guys on the radio. Y'all getting working. Yeah, wow. we're the best. And shout out to the Eastern, just because it's my home. Absolutely. All day. All day. And J Bay. All day. <laughs> and, um, man, shout out to everybody out there doing the job. Even if it's not law enforcement, be safe. 
you know, and just love. Yeah, because it's a spooky world out there, so you got to take care of yourself. Listen, the wolves is we out learned, there. We learned, yeah, we learned that today. Today's, it can be hard. Yeah. You know? Go to job thinking, you know, you think you're going to your job and doing one thing and... Look what happened. You know what's crazy? We didn't even talk about the five feds that got hurt. Yeah. Serving that warrant, but shout out to the feds, the FBI agents. Yeah. You know, our condolences for the two that lost their lives. You know, they made the ultimate um, sacrifice. First to the family and to the officers. Oh, yeah. That was shot today in the city alone, in our city, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know? It's home. We didn't even talk about that, but, you know, it's a real thing. Things are crazy today. It's not a game, man. It's not a game. But uh, we promote a lot of love, and that's what it's about. And we're giving you the real. We appreciate you. Keep tuning in. Once again, it's episode 58. Dre, what you got? You got anything? Peace and love and stay vigilant. I mean, because they out there. Absolutely. They're not playing, so. And that's why we're the sheepdogs. We do what we do. We protect the sheep, baby. You heard. Triple C, you got anything? Everybody stay safe, man. Put the guns down. Chill out, man. It's wow. winter, man. Go find something. Go chill out. Go pick up the books. Right, yeah. pick up a book. Yeah, man, chill out. He's a lover, so he's all about chill you know, out, man. season. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, he's a whole cuddle. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, where do you want to cuddle with him? Pick up the weighted blanket. There you go. That's That weighted blanket, yo. Pick up the 15-pound. Thank you, man. You put that on, you ain't coming outside. Nah, man. Pick up that cuito and lay with daddy. You know what I'm saying? Lay with daddy. You know what I'm saying? Get that bing bing. Get that bing bing real quick. All right, y'all. We done. We wrap it up. Episode 58. Be safe. We love y'all. Peace out. Peace and love. The views and opinions expressed on the Silverback Podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.